0: Hey, (laughs) y'all. Welcome to the People Purpose Podcast, the show that explores all of the ins and outs, challenges, and opportunities. HR, people managers, and all people face at work every day. I am one of your co-hosts, Chaz Fields. And Julie, I just realized you got to quit telling me jokes right before I press record because that was really (laughs) hard to get through. But I'm with my co-host, aka Julie Devlin. Hello. Hey, Jules. How are you, Chaz? How
1: are you doing today?
0: You know what? You just you bring a lot of joy in my life, Julie. You really, really, you really, really do. Chaz, um, if I had a
1: dollar for every time someone said that to me, I'd have exactly a dollar. So, thank you, thank you.
0: I'll work I'll, be <laughs> I'll work on it, and I'll be better. Hey, Jules, tell me something good.
1: Mm, Well, um, I'm excited I get to see my dad, Chaz. Um, I'm going to be seeing him uh, for Thanksgiving. Um, So really looking forward to that. It's been a minute since I've seen him. I talk to him um, all the time, but... uh, haven't seen him uh, in a long time. So yeah,
0: I didn't ask you this, but you never got him out to the Phillies game, did you? I know mm-hmm. we talked about that on a prior no. episode. So no, never that's happened.
1: okay. No, it never happened. But uh, my dad likes to watch sports on TV um, mm. more than he likes to watch them in the stadium. And if I'm being honest, Chaz, I do too. Um, even though I'm very lucky that I, I get a lot of opportunity here at, uh, at where we work to um, you know attend events and whatnot. Yeah. But um, you know, I'm such a sports fan. That uh-huh. like I like to look at like the strategy of things and like
0: yeah I I'm the same like, way yeah yeah, yeah. especially like, I, football right Uh no not as much no? football baseball I, baseball you know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go to a game I usually want to sit higher up to watch the shifts and I want to mm-hmm. watch you know everything now if I know it's gonna be a good pitching matchup I want to be behind home plate up thirty rows to to watch it you know yeah. that, that's that you know those it's just incredible. Like it's incredible to see someone throw a ball that hard and then someone else try and hit it.
1: You yeah. Know. Yeah. I, I mm. agree. Can you tell me something good, Chess?
0: Yeah. So I am actually really looking forward to spending time with family this week and, and honestly doing absolutely nothing, except except I am in charge of the turkey, as I oh, am gosh. and have been ever since I've joined my wife's family.
1: Let's get so, the fire department on, on speed dial, shall we?
0: Well, we do it in the <laughs> middle of the driveway at the lake house because- mm of that instance, right. If oil mm-hmm. spills, we're a deep frying family, you know, mm. we're a deep frying Turkey family. And, uh, so we, we got to make sure that we don't burn the house down. Um, you know, push comes to shove and you kick over the oil. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we figure out how to maintain it never happens, So let's just make sure it doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. I now shoot. I have to so- say to, to everybody who's cooking turkeys or who has cooked a turkey, I have a lot of, um, respect and admiration for you i wouldn't know the first way to even start to cook a turkey really um, oh Chaz, i'm yeah. so bad in the kid I, I i can barely boil water um uh but i can
0: i did not know that about you
1: i'm really bad at cooking i don't like interesting to cook. yeah i wish i liked to cook because i see like so many people get joy out of it you know, but then I think I about well, I get a lot of joy out of collecting sports cards, for example, <laughs> and there are a lot of people who don't get joy out of that. So
0: cooking, cooking is a labor of love. You know, yeah. growing up, I, I, I mean, my mom and dad were adamant about teaching us how to kind of fend for ourselves, and yeah, that, in, in, cooking. We had, a, we ate almost every meal at home, you know, as a family. That was just the way that we were, and I, I didn't grow up with a lot of money, but that's you know, my mom was just like, hey. You're going to learn how to do this because one day, you know, you're yeah. going to need to know. Well, <laughs> so, my,
1: my mom cooked every night for us and, yeah. um, you know, luckily, um, but I, she never showed me how to do it. So, <laughs> but, or, or I, let's just put it this way I never took an interest in it, I guess. Got it. Um, so, like, I am so envious of people that can look at like a set of ingredients mm-hmm. and just do it. I can't yeah. do that. I can't do yeah. that. But, but I actually took a cooking course in college. Um, and that didn't help either.
0: I did in sixth grade. It was called home ec. Oh,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> well, yeah, we had that. I learned how to make snickerdoodle cookies there. But,
0: um, <laughs> S'mores. You learned how to yeah. make s'mores. No Snickerdoodle cookies. <laughs> I <know>. S'mores.
1: No, <laughs> Give me I, I learned, I learned, um, I, in college, I took a January term course and it was called cooking. Uh, our dining hall was called Glar and, <laughs> um, Glar. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, 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 it's a glar. whole thing. It's a whole thing. Cooking, cooking. Yeah. In Glar, some something like that. Oh, so, that's um, yeah, uh, and I learned how to debone a fish, um, which has come handy not once in my life since <laughs> I don't like seafood. But. Chaz, that's not why the people are here. Um, no. Although I'm hopeful that you find this conversation entertaining.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're just learning so much about us. This is no longer uh, the People Purpose Podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. the Chaz and Julie mishap Show. Oh no. yeah. Um, okay, so here's the deal, Jules. Last week, uh, the Workforce Institute dropped their new latest uh, research report, mm-hmm. and shout out to Tanya for sending us over some information to to share with the business side of the day. But the the full report is called "We Need." to fix work. Go check it out, the workforceinstitute.org. Some of the findings were astonishing. Okay. Mm -hmm. In a good and a bad way, the idea behind it is to say there's still a lot of work to be done. And that's the angle that we're coming at with this. So here's the deal from the research. And it's going to be more than one stat, Julie, prepare yourself. Oh gosh. Um, From the research, nearly half of employees worldwide, about 46%, including one third of C-level leaders, 29% in the US, ready for this, Mm -hmm. would not recommend their company nor their profession to their children or any young person they care about. Worse, a startling 38% of employees globally wouldn't wish their job or wouldn't wish my job uh, on my worst enemy, which rises to a whopping 45% in the United States. Holy mm. cow. First thoughts, Jules, go.
1: Okay. First thoughts is first thoughts are, you can look at that one of two ways. You can take it in the negative, or mm-hmm. you can also look at it as positive, and here's how. So if we're saying nearly half of employees worldwide, including a third of level C-level leaders, wouldn't recommend their company, we're also saying that more than half do recommend their company. Right.
0: Good point. It's a very good point.
1: And also if 38% of employees wouldn't wish their job on their worst enemy and that rises to 45% in the U S we're looking at, okay, more than half
0: 62% do. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, you know, I mean, I, I I think that, um, those numbers are startling uh, in a way. Um, Mm -hmm. but I also think it's very subjective I think yeah. that your position in in life matters. Your position in terms of your actual job, what you're doing, do you enjoy what you're doing? Do you find meaning in what you're doing? That yeah. matters. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I would I need to go read the full report even more to to kind of pick apart some of the details. Where I, I think purpose is a lot of this, right? You know, people finding their purpose and enjoying and loving what they do. I also, you know, being the the change guy, right? And and the the business focused, you know, what is it? First off, why aren't we doing something different for those folks? Or what is making you feel like you're trapped in this job? What could you be doing to moving the needle just a little bit? Mm-hmm. And I understand there's a really delicate balance there, right? Because mm-hmm. some of those folks at some point may have tried to do something about it and they were shut down yeah but they're they're so ingrained into what they're doing or they've been doing in a long time or they're waiting for retirement, or you know, there's just a lot of external factors that keep people doing something they may not love, right or doing something that they wouldn't recommend to a kid or a family member right. that isn't, you know, isn't. Worth enough pain, I guess, to just say, "Okay, I'm going to walk away." You know what I mean,
1: right? And and again, I think it's all a matter of perspective and also position. It's a matter of where you where you are in life, and do you have the do you have the capability to um, you know change careers or something like that? I think about my brother who was a police officer. I know I mentioned this before for so long, and then you know he thankfully was able to take to do a career change to sales. Mm -hmm. um, You know because he comes from a dual income family. However, Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily you know, that's not the case for everyone. Yeah. So there's a lot to unpack there and we can probably explore that in, uh, in further episodes. But I also, th- what were you going to say something?
0: No, I was going to say, I think uh, maybe for a little segue here, I also think that there's a lot to be thankful for? See what I did there?
1: Well, yeah, but here's where I was going to go with the segue. So I think that HR plays a big role in shaping this experience for employees, which is where we're going. Um, You know, we thought we'd be super cliche and take the Mm -hmm. week of Thanksgiving and say why we were thankful for HR. And Chaz, I want to preface this with something um, if I can. So um, ever, ever since, uh, well, you know, for the past month or so, Uh, when we have the good fortune to speak in front of HR audiences of which we've had several experiences there in the past month or so. Um, I've been asking a question that astonishes me that uh, folks don't know the answer. And I mean the entire room of HR people over a hundred, sometimes over 200. Mm -hmm. I say, do you know what September 26th is? How many of you know what September 26th is? So I'll pose that to the listening audience now. Do you know what September 26th is? And I would say mm, 98% of people do not raise their hand unless it's like their birthday or something. But for those who don't know, <laughs> September 26th is HR Professionals Day. Um, and I have to say, Chaz, I was guilty too of not knowing this. Um, and But now I do know it. Um, and I think it's important that HR does know it. And I think it's also important that we look at um, why and when and who should thank HR Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah, HR's role um, has absolutely evolved over the years.
0: Yeah, I I agree. So some of the key things, and maybe let's talk about that first. Let's talk about how HR's role has evolved. Um, You know, obviously we want to say thank you and we'll continually do that throughout this episode, but Mm -hmm typically in HR. Okay. Let me give you my experience. All right. HR, when I graduated college was, uh, the team that hired me and that was my basic knowledge of it. So you can see that there's kind of this people related job or this people driven job. And I know we've had a lot of discussion around, you know, well, they're the, they're the people team. And it's like, they are Mm -hmm. But there's a lot much more to it. You know, they provide a ton of guidance, right? They provide Mm -hmm. a ton of direction, strategic direction for an organization. And I think probably one of the most common misnomers, even though uh, for whatever reason they've been labeled, is that they're in charge of discipline, right? Right. Talk to me about that. I know you want to go. No, around. they're not. They're
1: yeah. uh, HR in many ways is not in charge of discipline. I right. think we need to shape change the way that we look at that. HR yep. is involved in ensuring that discipline is is divvied out fairly,
0: <laughs> that's right, um,
1: and legally. Um, right. You know, th- these are, these are things that we uh, in the profession have to really be careful about. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of the average employee doesn't realize, which is okay, because there mm-hmm. are things that are not transparent to them, which is a whole other conversation mm-hmm. that mo- many times managers, at least they should consult HR before they have a disciplinary conversation. That's or right. before they have a sensitive conversation with the employee. And That's they right. do that to ensure that they're doing it in a fair way. They're doing yeah. it to ensure that they're doing it in a way that doesn't break any kind of laws or promote discrimination.
0: Yeah, I think as, as my education has evolved, right, and what HR does and doing consulting and working with folks, you know, they people would immediately say, well, culture, right? Like I hear so much in what you just said is the theme of culture, right? Well, do I immediately go to HR and see what happens is when it comes to the discipline misnomer is if you're going to have that discussion, you go to HR and the employee thinks, oh, the manager's going to HR and I'm going to get in trouble mm-hmm. when the manager is just going to get guidance. Now, granted, sometimes, yes, you may get in trouble, but employee hears HR and they think, Oh no, I'm, I'm going to get fired. Yeah. I think that's still insurance.
1: the, I think that's still the overwhelming sentiment. When yeah. say, oh, oh, you're going, I'm, you know, I'm calling HR, I'm going to HR. Oh, or mm-hmm. then I'm, you're going to get in trouble. And you know, you mentioned culture. Um, I, I think that it also depends on where HR stands in the company in terms of how uh, well respected they are by upper management and by yes. the C suite, and
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: going to also trickle down to how well respected they are or are not by employees as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Julie, what so outside of the the five things that I just listed, right? Like culture development, and we can go down that path mm-hmm. here a little bit. You know, they deal with people. There's guidance. There's direction. There's discipline. Seventeen year VP, what does HR really do? <laughs>
1: Uh I'm still trying to figure that out Chad. but you know I mean I think I think, no, no, no. I think I think I think about all the roles HR has played in the workplace um especially since the the pandemic and and I think about the kind of times that we've been living in and they haven't been easy but I think HR has persevered through one crisis after another and really yep. Um, it's been a time of change. It's been a time of growth, and um, it's a <laughs> it's also been a time of overused buzzwords and phrases. And I know we've talked a lot about this, yeah. Chaz. Um, but really, I think what HR has done is they've been the glue that's held workplaces together. They've been the glue that's held people together through one of the toughest times in our nation's history in terms of you know work. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been at the helm of so many different things, um, and we've played roles that have been so much to so many. So think about like, you know, we continue to be therapists and psychologists and teachers and event planners and mediators and lawyers and HR tech implementers. Right. So, right. um, I think that, um, it, it you know, HR professionals are are really the foundation of thing, of, of work. Um, and I know that I sound biased when I say this, because you can say a lot of other professions are the foundation of work, too. But without mm-hmm. the people, generally, you're not going to have a productive workforce. So... I think that yeah. that is one reason we should be thankful for HR.
0: <laughs> I, I agree. I, I hear a couple of key themes there, but the first one I always tell this joke from the stage, right? Where it's, you know, y'all got into HR and you didn't really know you were signing up to be therapists, mm-hmm. even though it, it, you know, it's not a prerequisite or you don't see it in the job requirements. Right. But it's, it's true. It's true because people come to you so much so to, to get counsel. But yeah. one of the, one of the key themes to the key themes really that I, that I heard you say is number one, HR shows up. Yeah. HR shows up every single day mm-hmm. to essentially pour out their cup. Right. And I use that analogy too. How do you fill your cup? That's the personal self-care side that we need to do, you know, outside of the workplace or in the workplace. But Typically when HR is in the workplace or is working, they are constantly giving, constantly yeah. giving something. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, and even even at times, you know, mm-hmm. even though our work generally goes unrewarded, we continue to innovate. We continue to ask tough right. questions to make tough decisions, to suggest mm-hmm. new ideas, to mm-hmm. really suggest new goals for our people and the organization. You know, we continue to learn and grow, and I think that when we look at the decisions that HR makes, HR, we impact the choices of employees every single day. And that's a
0: that's a power. by say that again. That's a yeah. Power. We in,
1: we impact the the what did I say? The decisions of employees <laughs> every single day, right? We impact yeah. the, we impact their lives, and I know we've talked about this before. But mm-hmm. looking at the employee journey looking at the different touch points along the way and how many areas HR touches. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really, really important to remember that we in HR have more impact over the lives of people that we come in contact with than we realize. Right. And yeah. it wasn't until I left that I really got to think of, got to thinking about that and mm-hmm. it really made an impact on me. So, you know, HR is not thanked often. And that's, right. in some ways, it, we it's something that we as a profession have come to mm-hmm. accept. If you think about... Um, rewarding employees and, um, you know, uh, performance plans and, and whatnot, you know, to reward employees if people hit goals, mm-hmm. who's rewarding HR is the question. Um, I, 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 and it's you may say, question. well, the, C- the CHRO or, you know, whoever's in, in the head of HR, but I'm specifically thinking about smaller companies too, mm-hmm. um, because oftentimes it's one person. So HR mm-hmm. may be the one doling out the re- rewards and the recognition. Yeah, but who's who's giving it to to them?
0: It's it's interesting because one of the themes that that also I hear you talking about is the key to business continuity. And I love the house analogy, right? The mm-hmm. foundation analogy that you use. Without a foundation, you you don't really have a place to build mm-hmm. and and I think there's a lot of things that you could argue with the foundation HR is a definitely a critical piece of that and, and the point that you just made is nobody picks up the phone really to call HR and say, Hey, you're doing a great job. Hey, no. <laughs> thank you for making my recruiting experience or onboarding experience. Great. You know, they, they thank the manager who's dealing with onboarding or they thank the recruiter right. for a great interview process. Right. Right. And, and that's, that's the critical piece that we're, we're missing is that the, the behind the scenes individuals, right. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the thankfulness needs to go beyond just the people you see, you know, Face to face, ninety nine percent of the time, HR is involved somewhere in something within that process. Right? 100,
1: 100, <laughs> I would say hundred percent of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's here's yeah. the other thing. You know, I think about you know, Chaz, you and I, we travel a lot, yeah. and every time I think I kind of equate HR to the people that work the gates at airports. So. Nobody is ever oh, going up to like a gate nobody, agent. Yeah, a I, gate agent. I went TSA nobody, for some reason. Sorry, sorry, right. sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Nobody nobody is ever walking up to a gate agent and just saying, "Listen, thank you so much for everything that you do." Right? They're walking up there because they have a problem. Or well, they I know need,
0: you and I do. I know well, you and I do. Yeah. We do.
1: We do, yeah. right? But I, I, uh, 99.9% of travelers do yeah. not. Right? Yeah. Um, yes. You and I are very sensitive to the fact that yeah. you know, people at the airport are hardworking and those Jeez. jobs are absolutely yeah. thankless. I've never, yeah. I, uh, flight attendants don't get me started. I mean, they're angels on earth anyway. Yes. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think that, um, there are lots of jobs in in that sort of in that way but even those people like the the gate right. agents they have yeah. supervisors around them that are going to recognize them and say oh you know you got great feedback from a customer or something like that i don't know that hr has yeah. that right so that goes along the lines of we're just not thanked. So, you know, I, I did a, I did a post for, for Sherm for HR professionals day, Chaz. I don't know if yeah. you had a chance to check it out, but it was, why are we thank? Oh, thanks Chaz. Uh, it's yeah. like, why are we thankful for HR or um, thank you HR, right? Just a mm-hmm. note to the profession in general. And I've never seen such feedback in terms of how many people reacted to this. And right. what it tells me is that this is a thing. This is a thing that people don't experience this thanking them right for for what it is that they're doing for the company and for the people that are in it
0: yeah i'm going to say this and then i'm going to ask you you know in mm-hmm. just a second so think about this you know what can hr do those who are practitioners can do to feel grateful when they aren't thanked but before before you answer that i think about culture i think about talent i think about diversity equity inclusion belonging i think about health mental health the the key themes that we can't forget about as employees who may not have direct contact with HR mm-hmm. is HR really does drive to help you find your purpose within your organization. Mm-hmm. Some do it better than others. That's mm-hmm. okay. But the point is these folks are here to help you in a way that's going to help you thrive. Now, there's always an exception to that rule. Let's be clear. There's always an exception to that rule. In my experience, even the individuals that may be a little more distant from the employee do have it in the back of their mind to say, how can I help others find what they want to be doing? The other piece is they really lead to help create that safe space and environment. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's often, it's often missed. Like even if you see the OSHA posters and the posters that are in the break room, right? To make you aware of what your rights are, by the way, that's typically an HR function.
1: You it is yeah, I mean? an unless you have a legal team or something, right. and, uh, and
0: and that's the point I'm trying to make. It's like oh, we gloss over those things. Is it no, somebody had to make sure that they were in the right place and had to make sure that those were visible and, and, right. and point you in the right direction, right? So and you do, understand, yeah. Your
1: and do, and yeah. employees don't recognize that those things are need to be updated all the time, and it's right. on HR to make sure that we're up to date with all of them and and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah, I used to order those posters mm-hmm. every every year, and sometimes a couple times a year if they changed the laws. But right. you know. I think that, um, HR, we show up for reasons that only we may know. Um, there is,
0: there is something, there
1: is something that, you know, it's something that we accept that Mm -hmm. the thank yous aren't generally going to be there, but I think deep down we have to, we have to gain motivation from recognizing that, yes, we are a part of the lives of the people that we come in contact with. And we have two choices. We can either affect them in a positive way or we can affect them in a negative way. And a lot of that is how we show up ourselves to the office each day by -hmm. leading by example, by not over glamorizing working, by taking a step back, right? Taking a step back and finding ways to fill our cup and also to put our mask on before we help others, right? Um, Making sure that we're asking for the tools that we need to get our job done. Um, and, you know, making sure that we ourselves find our purpose in why yeah. we do what we do. A lot of people in this field, this HR field, they've fallen into it. They, a lot of people didn't just, you know, set out to be HR professionals. They, their role maybe has changed and evolved. But, mm. you know, I think that keeping uh, our focus as HR professionals in sight is important. And I'm not saying that this is something that has to happen every day. Right. But every mm-hmm. once in a while we feel burnout or we feel like we don't, we can't do this anymore. You're, you
0: still, human. You're yeah. still human. You're yeah, still human.
1: Yeah. 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 At least most of us. So anyway,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's really good. I remember there was an individual who had reached out to us and this is not singing our praises at all. I promise you, but I remember this individual reaching out to us and they'd been listening to the podcast for a while and they'd been following some of the speaker circuits that we've been doing. and, and i remember a specific quote from this person that that said julie you sharing your experiences inspired me to go into hr and and i don't i don't take that lightly like i yeah, and i know you don't either but that's a sense of gratitude and thankfulness that you can have because you have to show up every day and not just because you have to show up every day because you want to show up every day for those folks. Yeah. And, and, and I love what you said. Don't over glamorize work as we stand on stage and we ask people like, Hey, how many of y'all are burnt out or tired, you know, <laughs> after the last two years? And, and it's the hands are up 99% of all the hands are up. Mm-hmm. So you still have these individuals again, a lot of people do this, but you still have these individuals who their job is dedicated to everyone else mm-hmm. and not themselves. Right? Absolutely, and that's it's, what, it's that's a helping what it's profession.
1: Yeah. It's a helping profession in a different way than you know mm-hmm. a firefighter or a nurse or a doctor. A, di- a right. different way, yeah. um, but still a helping and caregiving uh, sort of profession. So, I think Oof. Chaz, what we want to say is, we just want to say HR, uh, we see you, we appreciate you, we thank you. Thank you. Um, and Chaz, what did you find your purpose in today?
0: Found my purpose in being thankful for HR, uh, <laughs> and, and I know that's cliche. Here's here's the deal: listening to these folks day in and day out, and and talking with these folks day in and day out, I am utterly impressed by the constant energy that they give others. It's something mm-hmm. that I wish I would be better about, and and what comes with that is such um, a large pool of humility that I think everybody can take a lesson from HR and, and understand what it means to walk humbly in a role, uh, because they do such a great job at it and continue to just, you know, pour out and give people something that, um, you know, maybe they wish they had, maybe they do have it, but just a better experience and environment. What about you, Jules?
1: Yeah. I think I found my purpose in encouraging HR people to find their purpose or refind mm. their purpose. There's Refined. a reason, That's there's good. a reason that you do what you do. Um, some of it might be because it's the situation you've been given. Um, but for those of us who are in the profession or have been in the profession for a very long time, I think it's important to sort of refine that focus and mm. remember that you are worth it. Um, and that That's if good. in case nobody else told you thank you today, Chaz and I are saying, Thank you. thank you. So with that, um, Chaz, a few reminders before we leave. Don't forget to like and subscribe and use the hashtag people purpose pod on social media sites like Twitter and LinkedIn. Also be sure to check out the latest blogs and research from the workforce Institute at UKG by visiting workforceinstitute.org.
0: I think that's it. HR. That's thank it. you. Thanks for listening. Y'all cheers. Bye. Bye.